cooler. Hey y'all, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. Yes, it's still called Queer Walk the Podcast. Um, I think I'm just gonna rock with that. Uh, my name is Money, your friendly creator, and I'm here again with Philosophy, the philosopher. Do you want to say hey? Hey, can I chime in? <laughs> When I feel it's necessary. Well, damn. Okay. Hey, how y'all doing? Yeah. So today, um, it's just gonna be a your questions answered um podcast. I got really behind on the inbox questions, um, not the other submissions. So I thank y'all so much for the questions. Please keep them coming. They're my favorite part of Queer Walk. Uh, but I'm gonna do. Yeah, both of us are gonna like chime in and answer. Some of these questions. Um, so that way I can get just a bunch of them done. Okay? Yes. We love questions. I feel like it's our way of having like conversations with y'all informally. Right. And both of us are relational therapists. So that's what we love to do. Yeah. Counseling and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we just... I don't know about you, but I know I like being... Not like I like being in people's business, but <laughs> I like... Every therapist is nosy. I like sifting through and, you know, like, helping people figure out their stuff. Mm. What do I like about being a therapist? Um, I don't know. I guess I like the collaborative effort. You know what? Honestly, it's kind of selfish of me. But I think by being a therapist, I learn a lot about myself. From my clients. Yeah, I know most of the time people feel like it's a one-way street. But honestly, truthfully, it's Not a two-way. Yeah, yeah, like, I learned so much about myself. And I get to similar to some of these questions. As I answer them, I learn a lot about myself. Speaking of our first question, I think you'll have a lot to say about this. You know. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't so know what the questions qu- are, so they're all surprises to me. Yes. And I wanted it to be like that. Okay, so our first question is from Black Space Barbie. Um, I hope it's okay that I shouted you out because you did not submit anonymously. So I'm hoping that's fine. I love that. I encourage you guys. Yes. I know it's kind of scary, but... This and she got a- the cute little, um, uh, what do you call it? Abby. Abby, too. Popping. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so Black Space Barbie asked, Hi, my name is Blackspace Barbie, because you know that's a lot of information to put your real name out there. Uh-huh. And I'm 15, and recently I have been really scared about my sexuality. So for a year or so, I just identified as bi, even though it wasn't true. I really am gay, but it felt like it made me more accepted among my friends. But now I've moved to a different school, and I started to actually identify as a lesbian, and it's been really scary. I keep having these thoughts that my parents won't accept me. Do you have any tips on becoming more comfortable with myself and sexuality? Thanks. Black Space Barbie. So just off of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I'm wondering why you think that this would be a question perfect for me. Because I feel like an old gay. <laughs> so, um, so parts of me feel kind of like really removed from becoming comfortable with myself. Like you, if that was you did that work. so long you ago. Know, okay. It's been almost like 10 years. Mm. So, do you feel like you're closer to that time than I am? To 15? I'm, I, I think I'm closer to 
15 than you are. Anyways, anyways. By how much I'm seven years removed from being 15. But I'm not so removed from identifying as bi or trying to figure out where you stand in terms of your friends, your family, and ultimately yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest part. Yeah. Let me see. Um, so I think really your question is like, yeah, how to become comfortable with your sexuality. And so to me, it sounds like you are comfortable with your sexuality. What you're uncomfortable with is other people's reactions to it. And so maybe I'm reading it wrong, but that's what it sounds like to me. You've known all along that you identify as gay, um, which I would say you way far along than I was at 15. I had no words for it. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up in Queens, what I think my mom would say, oh, she got sugar in her tank, she go that way. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know, these, like, covert ways of saying it, but I never really knew what any of that stuff meant. And when I was 15, uh, I, I identified as straight, even though my actions... Were not. And my, attra- <laughs> <laughs> my attractions um, said otherwise. And I understand the fear surrounding your parents because, um, like, my mom... Okay, so this, this is another thing. So my parents, my mom specifically, she has these dreams. And oftentimes they come true. So she had a dream that I was a lesbian. And so, <laughs> one sentence. <Voila! laughs> That's why you're gay. One, one, sa- exactly. one Saturday morning, right before a church, she pulled me to the side and she told me, um, it's an abomination. She didn't even, like tell me what. She was just like, it's an abomination, Philandy. Um, I don't want to hear nothing around the church about you doing anything with other women, blah, blah, blah. When I tell you that scared the living shit out of me, because I was like, how did she know? How did she find out? Mm. And she told me she had a dream. And I was like, well, look at the universe, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I went forward the rest of my life. <laughs> Up until, I would say, the end of undergrad, identifying as straight. Yeah. So, like, how did you, how did you kind of get over those feelings of... Fear of telling her, of her knowing? Uh, to be honest, she still is not... I've never sat down with my mom and told her, Hey, mom, I am mm-hmm. a bisexual. I, have, I haven't done that. I've had thoughts about it. So I guess that's where the scariness comes from. Um, I've told my brother. I've told my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know. It was easy to tell them. Because mm-hmm. they all... When I told them, it was like, Oh, I do it. Like, <laughs> like duh. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a it's like a glass closet. So when I told my mom I got a similar reaction, I was in tears. And and now when I think back on it, like I don't even know why I was so afraid to tell my mom. Because my whole life she's just been like, stop looking at that little girl like that. Mm-hmm. Like she's just, oh, I don't know. I feel like she sensed a queerness about me and was never like rejecting of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was terrified to tell her nonetheless. And and so when okay so when Black Space Barbie talks about like some of these fears I I wonder about that too like is it the messages you're getting or is it your actual parents because for me it was the messages I was getting about like this is not natural mm-hmm. um, Abomination. no I I knew no other girl in school mm-hmm. who was openly with another girl you know so it's just yeah. like um. 
okay, so obviously this is something wrong. Um, and so I was afraid of that and telling my mom because I thought there was like something wrong with me. But when I told her, she was like, I know. Yeah. You hungry? You like, <laughs> you like, going to eat? We going to eat? Like what? I think it's, um, it's um, being scared has multiple things. Um, I'm thinking for me is these expectations that my mom has and these mm-hmm. dreams she has for me as being her own little girl, her only girl. Mm-hmm. She talks about that a lot. She's like, oh my God, my only daughter. I wish I had more. And all these dreams and plans she has for your life. So then when she will find out that you're queer or that is like it all goes away and that's scary for me to think in a way that I'm a I'm a stealer of dreams. Yeah. That's what it feels like. What about your own dreams? Right. And I think as fifteen years old, it's really hard trying to balance the dreams you have for yourself and the dreams you have for your parents. We think about um Sometimes the them saying, "Oh, you're gonna play the piano, right?" Mm-hmm. That may not be a dream you have for yourself, mm-hmm. but I think and we balance. We try to balance it so much, or even like what we're gonna go to college for. Right, it's the constant battle. Yeah, I started off as a physics major, <laughs> so um, and I guess in thinking about like being 15 too, I also want to acknowledge like safety. Like, is it safe for you to tell your parents? Mm. Um, And I guess that gets into another part of this letter. um, Because you talked about coming out as bi. So, did you come out as bi to your parents? Like, how were they around that? Mm. It's it's usually the safer arena. How do you feel about that? uh, I mean, honestly, um, I don't think it's safer for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think for... Women, Women. Yeah. it's usually easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I just cause oh, I remember in high school I identified as bi curious. That was the closest mm-hmm. I got to identifying as queer. But for men, they don't they don't have that privilege. Yeah, I I think about um I don't well I do know one bisexual man who's never he's not for all intents and purposes he's not out because nobody knows he just dates who he dates mm-hmm. you know um he's never like claim that label but if a man said he was bisexual people would say you're gay mm-hmm. but if a woman says she's bisexual it's like oh thank god yeah so like yeah. she it's something powerful about the dick like it's right. like you can still take the dick you it can, makes or breaks your your sexuality and it has to do with these dreams like you're my only daughter so i want you to get married have children even though you can do all those things if your partner is not male mm-hmm. but the way people see it is like my dreams aren't crushed. That you'll still, hopefully, you'll still still bring home a man. Is the hope yeah. when you're bisexual? But when you say you're gay, it's like a rap. Like <laughs> like that. No, it's if, not gonna. Happen. If we think about dreams as stories, and how stories have the um the capacity to change. Then I think we can like present it that way to our parents. They can rewrite that narrative, their dreams. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be like this terminal thing. Yeah. Like my dreams are gone forever. Mm-hmm. My, you're no longer my daughter. It's extreme. <laughs> Some of the reactions are extreme, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. So Black Space Warrior, I would ask like, so you're at this new school. How are your friends? It, to me, it's important. If you're out in some arena, are you supported Social in that arena? Yeah. Very important. 
Because maybe you'll find that you will never be comfortable telling your parents. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a reality for some people also that I want to acknowledge. Like, coming out looks different for everybody. It's a continuous process. It ain't just like this one-time thing. Mm -hmm. It's not the way Glee makes it look at all. (laughs) Um, You know? Like, especially for queer women of color. Um, So, if coming out to your parents may not be an option, but do you have a community where you can be out that is supportive to you? Uh, it sounds like you started off this new school like, I'm gay, and that's, that's what this it is. This is who I am, so, and I'm unapologetic about it. Yes, and be unapologetic, black girl. Yes. Um, I'm assuming you're black from your Abby. Sorry if you're not. <laughs> She's a woman of color. She's a woman Abby's of color. Okay, there we go. Queer <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you have anything else to say about this letter? Um, Black Barbie. Black Space Barbie. Black Space Barbie. Mm-hmm. Black Girl Magic Galaxy and all that. Um, I just want you to be patient with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you already way ahead of the curve. You're 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want you to continue to do that self-work. Most important before you worry about other people. Yeah. That was a word right there. <laughs> if you're comfortable with your sexuality... I think it'll make you more comfortable in talking to other people about it. Of course, of course, of course. So, because you can have all the acceptance in the world if you're not, mm-hmm. if you don't accept yourself. What does it matter? What okay. does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Black Space Barbie. Thank you. Okay. Um, little flower hoe. Yes, little. I love it. Hey, little flower hoe. Um. <laughs> I'm going to pick one. She asked uh, several questions, but one of them, do you have any friends that you think you could raise a baby with? Yes. Oh. You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell no. I felt like you was going to say that. That's why I was getting ready to run. We would make the perfect couple. No, She's we wouldn't. Playing. We definitely, absolutely wouldn't. We would. No. I have the nurture, compassionate. So I'm I'm not compassionate. I'm not nurturing. I don't think that's what I said. So I'm a cold. That is not at all what I said. Just because I have it doesn't mean you're lacking. I just highlighted what I have. If you would like to highlight those same qualities, please do. One so. day. No, 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 please, no. Because said, you haven't thus far. <laughs> no, in this not. friendship. <laughs> I've yet to see you. You be think we'll be, I think we'll make great mothers. No. Separately, maybe. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) I would just like to say, Exhibit A, Riri. What about her? Riri is our cat. Who does she come to? Well, she's my cat, but we're roommates, Uh so she became our cat. Housemate. I had, she had a perfectly fine scratch post. Okay. And you went out and bought her a (laughs) three-story elaborate scratch (laughs) post. Elaborate. A scratch post castle. Okay. And now she don't even look at her old scratch post. She goes on there sometimes. You spoiled her. It and is, now she's used to a certain particular lifestyle that she didn't even work for. <laughs> she, didn't, she worked for it. And I rewarded her accordingly. How? How does she work for it? Well, every time I come home, she greets me. She shows me love and affection. She does things that And that's the only currency do. that I use. It's love. Are you done? 
<laughs> Are you finished? Are you done? <laughs> put some respect both on both of on my parenting skills. Okay, you. I did not. You gonna put some respect with a K? Okay. She's an excellent mom. I'm really not. I have to say. And that's why I don't think... So it's not that I don't think I have any um, friends I would raise kids with. I don't think any of my friends should raise kids with me. There mm. we go. I don't think that's a good self look. I, um, I don't know if I want to be a mom. And I feel like my role as a big sister is so much more important to me. Uh, than the role of mom could ever be. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. I love, like, this giving back in the sisterly way as opposed to the motherly way. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's still your life. And if you fuck it up, up, that's your yeah. life. Because when you said that, I thought about this, the way that sisters are able to detach and be free. As which a, a child... You're like forever the umbilical cord. I don't think it ever really like gets cut. Babies are highly developed parasites. That is an intri- That is an interesting outlook. <laughs> I, do- I mean, <laughs> meaning she was once a highly developed parasite. And still am. That has matured. <laughs> oh, and still am. Right. Like if if I'm around my mom, she like. To be a mother, and I and I'm saying mother, but to be a parent, <laughs> accountability. To be a parent is to completely give of yourself so that another human being can survive. And I don't know if I want that. You know what? Honestly, I don't know why, but maybe this is my first time hearing the definition of parent, and that definition did not sit well with me. You don't think that's what parents have to do? It sounds so, um... Depressing? No, not depressing. It sounds so one-dimensional. I don't know. Just that. I don't know. It didn't sit well with so me. So what's another dimension of parenting? I don't know. You know what? I probably need to do some self-reflection to see why that didn't sit well with me. But it just did not. Because I want to highlight that <laughs> I didn't say completely give your whole self but you have to give of yourself of course and i'm thinking you give of yourself and other relationships but not for that person's survival like my partner's survival does not depend on me and healthy relationships you said another word (laughs) okay but yeah I'm not a parent, so it's really hard for me to speak on this, but... I, the only thing I can relate it to is my cat. And I felt inadequate because of the way you have parented my cat. So I wouldn't want to have a kid with you. I don't think you should feel inadequate. Because you're like, I'm fun, Mom. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm going to give you 12 snacks. Meanwhile... <laughs> I'm logical mom. Like, right. I can't afford to buy you another bag of snacks this month. Okay. So. And I think that is complimentary. And I think that is beautiful. This is why we. I think we would raise kids together really well. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Our next um, submission comes from It's Phoenicia. 
It's Fenicio. It's Fenicio. Maybe. I like yes. That. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm just going to read it. Say you are in a relationship and you and your girlfriend come to an agreement to have the girl move to their state to be together. But they have a best friend whom lives with her that has feelings for her deep one. Deep ones. Okay. And who has feelings for They tried to see if they would go further, but it was best as friends. Okay, so you, you're in a relationship with a girl, and she asked you to move to the state with her. Mm-hmm. But she lives with her best friend, who they tried to have a relationship, and they decided they were just oh, okay. better friends. Okay. I think that's what this is saying. Sounds good. Would you have your girlfriend deal with that period, or even say your girlfriend can move, since her and the friend don't get along? And the girlfriend just moved, so she can't pay rent. Okay. Personally, yes, this happened to me. And the girl I was with still doesn't get where I was coming from about it being wrong and messed up situation. I told her she should have waited for the lease was up to talk about us living together. She said, I wasn't secure with myself, but I am very secure with myself. But right is right and wrong is just wrong. That's not a healthy relationship having me live with them at the time. Just wanted to see if any other lesbians have something to say about that. Should I not say anything? (laughs) (laughs) I think you should say something, even though you're not a lesbian. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so if I'm understanding correctly, it's Fenicio. Mm -hmm. Moved to another state to be with her girlfriend, Mm -hmm. who at the time was living... With a girl that they tried to have a relationship and then they figured out that they're just better friends. Okay. So where does the lease and the rent come in? Because she just moved to the state, so she can't pay rent. Okay, and that's even more problems for the roommate because it's like, you bringing this girl you up bring- here, she can't afford nothing. I understand. Right. So, I can take anybody's perspective in this. I feel- and it's still <laughs> fucked up. up. Right? <laughs> I'm sitting here like... So, I guess the first perspective that I'm inclined to take is the roommate. Like, what the fuck? Who are okay, you? First of all, we you know I have feelings for you. We tried to work out a relationship. It didn't work. And now you're moving in this girl who's not going to be splitting rent with us? Mm-hmm. Me just being petty. I, I would have been <laughs> ultimate petty yeah. then. Oh, you're not paying rent? Okay, well, the kitchen is for rent payers. <laughs> Only the, the, the bathroom. The water and the toaster. <laughs> I would have put change when she's on like, everything. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. The shower, that'll be 75 cents. Essentially, for five minutes. <laughs> Hot water, that'll be an extra quarter. <laughs> but that's just us being petty. And which sometimes is justifiable. I, I think petty is justifiable sometimes. Mm-hmm. If I think it, so, essentially, this is not a roommate. This is an ex. Mm-hmm. So even though they didn't end up in a relationship, they have roman. They had some type of more than friend connections at one point. Okay. So you're entering a situation that I feel like. Um, so if you think about the your girlfriend and her roommate have having like ropes each other they're very tied up and it's a sticky situation so you coming in expecting not to get stuck or be attached and have your own ropes in that whole debacle is unrealistic 
And I also wanted to address the whole notion of right is right and wrong is wrong. I don't believe that. Like, we talked about, there's multiple perspectives in yeah. this situation. So, you guys all hold a piece of the truth. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's, like, a black and white right and wrong in this situation. Because, okay, so immediately as you was talking, I'm putting myself in it's Phoenicio's position, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, yeah, there's, there's really three distinct positions here that I can see people justifying being right in. So, for you who wrote to us, um, I think that your ex-girlfriend, current girlfriend, if y'all still together, was wrong in even inviting you to come. And, and even, I would say, way before that, she was wrong in initiating a relationship with you when she still has, like, lingering stuff with this girl. Um, okay. I will defend the girlfriend only for oh, one minute. Go ahead. And saying that your girlfriend inviting you to come stay with her is a question of intentions. So her intentions were good. The impact was not good. All right, all right, all and right. And I think it's important to, okay. to show the distinction. Yes. And I'm thinking about the the impact of living with someone that you have this tension with. Right. Because even if the writer of the letter, it's Phoenicio, was not a part of this, there would still be that tension between her and her Of course, roommate. of course. That's the ropes. Right. The, yeah. So, so, so think of them as like a black hole. <laughs> any anybody who enters into their orbit is getting sucked in. That's, yeah. So she so the writer just so happened to be the, the victim at this point. Right. It's you know what? I explain these things as casualties of life. Here we casualties go. Philosophy. Of, no casualties <laughs> of living and loving cuz I really think your girlfriend's intentions if we're thinking about being in a relationship and how do we show we're committed? Short, but in trying to show how how we're committed, sometimes we fail to look at the logistics mm-hmm, of commitment, mm-hmm. and I think that's what went wrong. The logistics of commitment were kind of like not well calculated. And this this is where I'm gonna insert some lesbianness. <laughs> how long were y'all together before she asked you to move in with her? Oh, moving on along. No, we <laughs> married in two weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now was y'all dating? Because this was obviously long distance if you were moving states to live with her. Mm. Were y'all like Tumblr messaging for a month and then it was like, <laughs> I'm in love with you. In love Move with in you. with me. Let's see where this goes. That's like lesbian warp speed. We call that relationship inertia. And you know a lot of people stigmatize lesbian warp speed or relationship inertia. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stigmatize it. You won't get that on this podcast of people being like, slow down lesbians i'm not gonna do that because i think that first of all it's a product of social socialization Mm -hmm. like women are socialized to one be in relation to somebody else Mm -hmm. and to be on this relationship escalator right so you go on five dates you have sex you get (laughs) engaged a year later you met like that's how we're socialized Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna demonize or knock Two women who are in relation to one another and they've been dating for 72 hours and they live together. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. But what I will say is, like, that's something you should consider, though. Because living with somebody is a big commitment. 
So if y'all have been talking for a short amount of time and y'all haven't even like did a trial run, like maybe you stayed a weekend. Mm-hmm. I think that's that would be a great place to start. And I think about the notion of moving in with someone. You inserting yourself in that space. <laughs> inserting? <laughs> no, think, think about what the power dynamics are. For you to right, move. because she can't pay rent. Exactly. She's moving to another state. They're supporting you. They yes. have some type of um, a head trajectory because they are familiar with the area. They have a social network, which you probably don't have in that area. So I just think about the power dynamics. And Is that a power move by the girlfriend? I don't know. I, I <laughs> It could be. And so, you know... I said I could take her side, but the more and more we talk through this, I'm like, <laughs> girlfriend was kind of fat. No, I, I think I could take her side in a in a way of, um, if I'm in love with somebody and I want to show commitment, mm-hmm. whether that be through like asking you to move in with me or otherwise, and somebody else still has feelings for me, that ain't my problem. Like, mm-hmm. I'm... That's, that's like you said, in a healthy relationship. If anything, I'm thinking as the girlfriend trying to show commitment, that move could have been her way of showing Blocking. her roommate. Yes. I'm done with you. Yeah. You see how serious I am? My girlfriend's here now. This is bae. Exactly. What do you not understand? Like, she what lives. more do you need me to do? She lives yeah. with me. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think what me and Montanique just did was... um. Putting ourselves in each person's shoes is something that we should literally do in our lives. Because I know a lot of time, going back to the whole truth, what is right, Right what is wrong, wrong, we do that a lot in our lives when we're in conflict. But if we take the time to be another person's shoes, we're like, oh, damn. Mm -hmm. This Mm could have been the reason why. And it it makes everything not easier, but it it makes it clearer. Yeah. Um, I think... I think it's easy for me to to do the put myself in each of y'all shoes because I'm not in that situation. Because I promise you, <laughs> I've had some lesbian relationships that have been tragedy. Yeah. So so I promise you, I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a phoenix, yeah. you shall rise from the ashes. Oh, girl. of course. Um, and let us know, like, please message me back and let me know if you moved in. How was that? <laughs> Where you at? They could be they could be married on their honeymoon right yeah. now. Like, y'all know what the fuck y'all talking about. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Actually, we're in a polyamorous lesbian relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at that. Do you? The three of us worked it out, bitch. I, community. Build that fucking community. You know. <laughs> That's real. Hey. Okay. So, we're going to do one more question. So, try to keep this short for listeners. Because, you know, not everybody has an hour. We care about you. Yes. Um, and to please keep the questions coming, too, um, so we can make these more frequent. Thank you. Oh, well, I guess I'll say that at the end. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the next question. <laughs> Moving on along. Okay. The next question, again, is from Lil Flower Ho. Thank you again. I love your questions. They're just so random, and I don't know. They brighten up the inbox. Can you talk about your worst birthday? Thank you, little flower hoe. Um, <laughs> as soon as I saw this question, I low-key got chills up my spine because it's supposed to be humorous, but mine is not. But I will answer it. Now let you start. <laughs> I don't I have to be humorous, but can you talk about your worst birthday? I don't think that's humorous, though. My worst birthday was my... I'm 22, so it was my 22nd birthday. So this year. <laughs> <laughs> the one that just happened... <laughs> 
laughing. You know what? It's it's just really simple for me. Um, so I moved from Miami to upstate New York, and it was a very hard transition. Really? I can't imagine why. <laughs> it was just a really hard transition for me. And um, I'm a twin. I have a twin brother. So just being here alone just reminded me of him just not being here with me. Like, I don't know if people understand how deep the connection is between twins. So um, it just brought me back to the very first birthday that I did not celebrate with him. I was 15. And this 22nd birthday just kind of reminded me of that. And it was sucky. And I had to do orientation for grad school. It was just a really bad day. Oh, I remember. Orientation was on your birthday. On my birthday. So I was like, <laughs> And I was struggling. Financial aid ain't come through yet. It was just a lot. Refund check struggle. <laughs> it was just a lot going on. But that 22nd birthday being bad did not mean a bad 22nd year. So... I've been blessed. Way up. <laughs> and way down. You will find your blessing in the hole. <laughs> in, the, in the hole. Sometimes it's there. Kind of like Bran Stark in Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> he, he found his blessing in a cave. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Someone out there gets what Some, you're saying. Somebody is going to be like, yes, money. I watch Game of Thrones too. <laughs> And submit Game of Thrones questions. I will answer them and Philandy won't have any idea what we're talking about. I won't. Yay. Um, but I still try to make it deep. <laughs> <laughs> Your faux deep. F-A-U-X deep. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of my worst birthday. And what's funny is that I think most of my birthdays are bad. So I can't think of one that stands out as being... The worst? The worst, yeah. I guess I want to juxtapose it. Um, ever since I was, I can remember, I've had great birthdays. Wow. Parties, peoples, a lot of food, a lot of love. So that's why when I celebrate alone, it's really bad <laughs> for me personally. And I've had just the opposite experience. Mm. My birthdays have been pretty much like... Low maintenance. Oh, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had one birthday party. Well, that I can remember. I'm sure my mom had like a one, birth- <laughs> a one year one birthday party. Yeah. But I had one birthday party. I can remember it was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I broke a lot of bones growing up. So like my hip was fractured. Something else was fractured. Couldn't really do much. So everybody else had more fun at my birthday party than I did. <laughs> you did. Um, and so, yeah, that's just been, like, the cycle of my life. Most of my birthdays have not been very good. Uh, I think my 21st was, was really bad. It, this, like, I feel like everything just kind of sunk in for me. It was, again, like, one of those lonely moments. Because mm-hmm. my senior year of high, of college, of high school, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I turned 21 my senior year of college. Delay don't mean denied, y'all, but go ahead. <laughs> And I was, you know, by myself in this tiny little cold apartment. And I just broke down crying. Because I'm just like, I'm 21 and I don't have any friends to celebrate with. I'm away from my family. So I don't think I've ever... Yeah, my birthdays have always been low. But, again, to like juxtapose that. 
Um, my birthdays tend to be bad, but my like New Year's always are good. Yeah, <laughs> like Kwanzaa to January first. What's up? Sh popping. <laughs> like, um, and so my birthday, I'm a Virgo, so my birthday is in September. You know, also Virgo, but mine's in August. Yes, September Virgos are a little different. We weren't, we're not going to argue because Virgos don't argue with each other. No, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying we're a little different. Okay. I feel like it has to do with our conception, like when we were conceived. And I think that might be why my... So, so not the day that I emerged onto this fabulous planet do I have good days, like my birthday. But the day that I feel like my mom created me, mm-hmm. I have good days. Because doing the math, I had to be conceived somewhere in that Kwanzaa New Year's time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's when everything comes full circle for me. Like, I have all these, um, you know, all the things, all the corny-ass things people do on their birthday. Like, have friends around and, and really feel like you've accomplished something. And, you know, all that's, all those warm fuzzies. That's, that's. For me, what happens around New Year's time? So, okay. so when my birthday comes, I'm just like, this is this is just for y'all. This is for the physical world mm. of demarcating when I was created. But mm. oh, baby, you were created way before. Way that. before. <laughs> oh yes, I've been fabulous <laughs> since fertilization. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous <So>. since fertilization. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. But yeah. Thank you, little flower hoe. Thank you for that question. That was a good question. Um, yeah. You put you in your feelings. No. <laughs> you like that was a good question. <laughs> no, you don't realize. I don't know. Stop. Yeah. So um. So oh, I guess overall, I want to thank everybody who submitted a question. No, I did not get to all of them. So please don't beat me up. If you see me on the street, like, you ain't answer my question, we will have another podcast coming. I'm trying to make them more frequent. The last one was posted a month ago to date, so shout out to all of y'all who listened. Um, if you please. want philosophy back, let her know. Yes, <laughs> if you want philosophy back. Or if you want somebody else on your You know, give a comment. I think it's a good balance, you know, the lesbian, the bisexual. We're awesome. Yes, <laughs> we are. And, you know, the diaspora. You know, we just got... We didn't get there yet, but it's coming. (laughs) We haven't. And we'll come to it. So, yeah. Thank y'all. Comment on the podcast. Let us know what y'all thought about the questions, if we missed anything. Um, All the names are Tumblrs. So, I'm going to put them probably in the description so y'all can hit up the people. Lift them up. Don't be hitting people up like, that's a dumb question. Mm -hmm. Because you know your ass was sitting there asking the same thing. (laughs) So, um, yeah, thank y'all again. Hit the Queer Walk inbox and we'll see y'all not another month from now. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.